0: You'll always come away with something hopeful. Tune in every Thursday to get engaged and stay engaged. Listener supported, WNYC Studios.
1: Have you heard of Adina Menzel? She's had so many iconic roles. Which one do you most associate with her? Frozen, Frozen, and Frozen. Even though I know she's more prolific for Wicked. Um, I would probably say Wicked and Rent. Alphaba, in Wicked, of course. She's in Wicked. No, she's in Enchanted. Both. She's in both. Po- she's in both. Yeah, she's. In both. Oh. But in the second movie, she sings. But in the first movie, she wasn't
0: singing, and they were like. oh. She can sing. She, she's a Broadway star. You didn't know she could sing. In the first Enchanted movie, she wasn't singing.
1: Um, she sings Let It Go, right? Yeah. yeah that's where I'm work. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my vocals are that good. Could you perhaps sing a line from Let It Go? Let it go. Let it
0: go. It's Notes from America. I'm Kai Wright, and welcome to the show. Tony Award-winning actor and singer Anina Menzel has played a series of roles that inspire much more than fandom. She's embodied that familiar, youthful search for identity and for understanding your place in a world that just maybe isn't designed for you. And she's done that across generations at this point. As Maureen and Rint, She showed us how to be unapologetic about who we are and what we want. Take me, baby, or leave me. As Alphaba in Wicked, she created an anthem for rejecting the whole idea of normal. And of course, as Elsa in Disney's Frozen, she told us to just let it go. And she kind of created a new holiday standard with that one, though there's, of course, ample debate about whether it is or is not a holiday song. I'm not going to wade into that. Anyway, she now has a new documentary on Disney+. Plus. It's called Adina Menzel, Which Way to the Stage? And in the film, she invites us all into her journey from being a little girl with a love for performance to the moment she takes the stage for her dream gig, playing Madison Square Garden. So while the film is on the surface, a tour doc, it's also about her own search for identity and balance and joy. I spoke with her about the film just before it debuted. Adina Menzel, thank you so much for joining our show. How are you doing today?
1: Good. Happy holidays.
0: You describe Madison Square Garden as your dream venue in your hometown. So let's start with New York. Tell us what this city means to you.
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, I should start with saying I grew up in Long Island. And it was an exciting excursion to go into New York City all the time mm. to see theater. So it became this very exciting, glamorous place and also sort of the impetus for wanting to perform, you know, sitting in a in a theater and the lights go down and the orchestra s- starts playing. Um, the overture and goosebumps I would get. And that was my first experience with New York City. And then as I grew older and then I went to NYU, the city represented a place where you could be yourself. And it was less um, homogenous than where I grew up. And it was actually welcomed mm. to be unique and different and not to feel like you had to fit in. And um, it was the home to artists. It is a home to artists and creativity. And it's a city where when you're feeling alone you don't feel lonely because you can go out yeah and walk it off and you can see other people um and have that energy and so it's sort of like a a sanctuary in that way
0: it's so interesting so many of us who live in new york feel that way you know but it it tears you because on one half it can be a very isolating place and then on the other half because of the size and the scope and on the other half it's like oh yeah this is and me and Adina Menzel might both be walking around trying to clear our heads right now um it's magical in that exactly. way to me too yeah. exactly uh the documentary is as much about your family life um and in particular motherhood as it is about your remarkable career so i, I want to talk about that a little um You've kind of got this blended family of your husband and your son's father, who is Taye Diggs, uh, and your son. So take care of my mom's <laughs> big hair. He and you, you show, himself. you know, the sweet big moments. She looks beautiful <laughs> without it. Oh. <laughs> but also the challenging moments of that. There's a scene where you realize... It's going to be like some weeks before you see your son again and you're wrestling with this question of whether to fly him around.
1: I miss my son and my husband. And then I decided not to bring in Walker this weekend because he's got all these games and I won't have seen him for like two and a half weeks. So what kind of mother does that make me? And then... then I'm thinking, um,
0: why am I- can you tell us about that moment and why you're sharing that part of your life?
1: Well, that's not just one moment. It's all the two <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it permeates that, that, that feeling that permeates the, my entire life. Um, it's the constant struggle and balancing of priorities and trying to stay present in my life and also be everywhere at the same time. Um, and I think that as an artist, it's important for us to be vulnerable and authentic in our lives because there's really no other way to connect with an audience if, if you're not willing to do that and so um i think that so much about art and and acting especially performing is um empathy and the empathic experience mm. and being able to put yourselves in someone else's footsteps so i just want people to if they can to see themselves in in my experience and feel uh, accepted in that way and and um Empowered in that way that, you know, we're all trying to live out our passions and our dreams and, and to understand that that's really difficult sometimes and that there's, there's guilt and confusion with trying to do that and um, wanting to be a great parent while still pursuing our passions in the world. And um, the impetus originally for the, the film was just to document a dream coming true honestly I wasn't even sure how it would come together if it would come together I just want to make sure I documented it because I really just want to appreciate the little successes along the way and and to not let them sort of get past me you know and and that's really important to me and then on that journey of documenting it I started to realize it was less about a tour doc and just hitting <laughs> city and more about um, the the craziness the spaghetti of the map that you see as I like to say and how we're reconciling all of that chaos and how we prioritize things and um, we're there for the people we love while also taking care of ourselves
0: yeah. has that I mean I it, I can't help but think both hearing you talk and watching the documentary about the conversation we've heard so much about in the last few years in particular about motherhood and mothers and uh, Uh, in the course of the pandemic in particular, having to figure out how to juggle career and childcare and, uh, and how uniquely that has fallen on mothers uh, in our society and and how it's made people think differently um, about their priorities. I wonder if it's, have you, have you had any shifts in that regard?
1: You know, I'd like to say it's changed and that I'm easier on myself and, let myself off the hook a little bit more and you know, throw my hands up, surrendering to doing the best that we can. You know, I don't think I'm successful at doing that all the time. <laughs> and I think it's five steps forward, three steps back all the time. But um but what I tell myself to make myself feel better is that um is that I want my son to see mirrored for him um a woman that is strong and passionate about what she does for a living, and fulfilled by those things, and understand that I can be there for him and love him unconditionally, and also choose to do things that will make me happy. Mm. I think that that for him, or that I want that to attract those kind of women in his life. And I don't just mean that like it, it could be a man, but yeah. just want him to surround himself with women like that in his life. Yeah.
0: The, the other thing you share in this regard in the documentary is that, you know, alongside as you're pursuing this dream uh, of playing the garden, you're also uh, undergoing round after round of IVF, um, which takes such a physical and emotional toll on anybody. Um, and I just wonder what it was like to, you know, to share that piece of it and why that also felt like an important part of your story to share in this.
1: Yes. I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't set out to do that Um but it was happening. I had started IVF for probably a year before that. And as um, some people might know from their own experiences, um, you have to catch a cycle. Your body has to be in the right place for things to be successful. So you get sort of obsessed with, is this the right month? Is this the time? Mm -hmm. And, and, And you're shooting yourself up with drugs and hormones and all this stuff. And so when the tour was coming about, you know, it was like, well, I can't, not do this cuz what if this month is the month
0: that's <laughs> right. the right
1: time right. to make the baby right. you know um or to get the most the healthiest eggs or whatever it is whatever part of the process you're in so um i thought okay i'm just going to let people into this this world you know i had control over it so i thought let's film it if it feels too um too intimate i can always you know edit it out but it didn't it didn't feel that way so um I think a lot of people go through this and um, it's important for people to feel like they're not alone in that. And um, it's also important for people to see, like you said, it's emotional, but it's also literally physical, the hormones and the way that mm-hmm. you feel. And so then um, for us as women so to put our bodies through that and then try to show up to work and be whole of human <laughs> beings is a challenge.
0: I'm talking with Tony Award-winning singer and actor Adina Menzel about her new documentary, Adina Menzel Which Way to the Stage. Coming up, we'll get to the music and to the gift that she says these roles have provided for her. Stay with us. Notes from America is supported by the Innocence Project, working to free innocent people from prison, prevent wrongful convictions, and create fair, compassionate, and equitable systems of justice for everyone. More at InnocenceProject.org. I'm Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, our team has been reporting high-quality news about science, technology, and medicine—news you won't get anywhere else— And now that political news is 24-7, our audience is turning to us to know about the really important stuff in their lives. Cancer, climate change, genetic engineering, childhood diseases. Our sponsors know the value of science and health news. For more sponsorship information, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org. Let it go. Let it go. And it's Notes from America. I'm Kai Wright, and I'm talking with actor and singer Adina Menzel about her new documentary, Adina Menzel, Which Way to the Stage. The film is, in many ways, a memoir of her career, but its purpose, the reason she says she wanted to make it, was simply to document the moment she achieved her dream, playing Madison Square Garden. The, the whole thing is about you pursuing, as you said, this this dream of of playing the garden. Was it the dream you thought it would be when you when you got up on that stage?
1: Yes, it was um when I finally was up there and the spotlight hit me, it was. I was able to sort of be in my body and take it in. and I hope you can sort of feel that from the film. Um, I really made it a point for myself to. To try to slow things down every once in a while and, and appreciate the moment. I think a lot of that, um, setting that precedent comes from my experience with rent early in my early twenties mm. and, um, having experienced, um, being in this new show and our composer passing away on his first preview.
0: She's of course talking about the horrible story of Jonathan Larson, the creator and composer of Rent. The show was his passion, his life's work in many ways, and on the night before it finally debuted off Broadway, he had an aneurysm and died.
1: Um it's sort of it dictates how I wanted to move through my life and my professional career and understand that life is fleeting and doing the work and, and being a voice and a, a vehicle for someone else's work um, is an honor and it's a privilege. And, and also how, you know, the success ebbs and flows and you go through all of this rejection and it's not all just one sort of <laughs> ascendance to, to success. There are a lot of um, failures along the way. And so it's just important to kind of just appreciate it.
0: Yeah. You've played these roles that have become so definitive in the cultural imagination for so many people. And in making them, for instance, as you began to embody Elsa, did, did, was it clear to you that, oh, this is a this is a big thing. This is going to, there's going to be a before and after in our culture with this character.
1: Um, the only thing that was clear to me was that it was really cool to get hired to play, to voice a Disney princess. And, you know, that was a huge coup to me um, to be sort of welcomed into the Disney family. I had no idea <laughs> that it would become the phenomenon that it has and that I would be given the gift of such incredible music. And that it would go. speak to people thematically the way it does and profoundly the way it does so um that yes that was a a beautiful surprise I also what I really try to take pride in is that I've had several of these kind of roles I'm, I'm not sure why it's chicken or the egg or just coincidence but um this idea that I've grown up with my audience um is really important to me and something I don't take for granted, you know, having mm. in and rent and then grown up with those people and now uh, those kids were having kids and they take them to Wicked or yeah. to Frozen. And so this idea that it's all kind of come full circle and I can have this audience that consists of little kids in blue dresses and also, you know, um, 60 year old gay men and moms, <laughs> and so um, that is quite an honor for me, and something I just uh, I'm very proud of that. Yeah.
0: I mean, certainly, I you know, Rent was I'm in the generation for whom Rent, you know, and its depiction of queerness on stage and its wrestling with the AIDS epidemic um, was just foundational. It was such an foundational piece of work, you know. And, um, and then to, however many years later, take my partner's uh, niece to see Wicked um, and see how she exploded uh, at that experience to see herself. Um, it, I hadn't thought of it that way, to be honest. I hadn't thought of the generational passing on that was happening there, but it is very much yeah. true.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: What did Ritman mean to you at the time when, when you, when you Similarly, was did it feel like? Oh, this is you never be know. A very you never show. know at
1: the time. Yeah, you never know at the time because these three projects, especially, but many others that I've been a uh, part of, um, they especially in in the musical world um, with musical theater, they take years to develop and evolve, and you go through all these incarnations of the script, and so. You really are asked to stay process oriented. You know, Mm. you really are um, in the first act of a script, and that's it. And a bunch of you go in a workshop and you learn that and you have a couple songs. And then then six months later, you come back and they've worked on that and they've added or subtracted and written a new song or just cut an old song. And um, it's a process that I've loved and that I've had the most success with, you know? And so, It's just, it's my happy place, you know, to, to not necessarily know how it's going to do, but know that I'm surrounding myself with amazing creative people and a cast of incredible artists and just sort of creating together and hoping it's going to do really well years later, but, you know, not having that much power over that. So um, that's a lesson that I, I've learned that I, I cherish.
0: Yeah. What what do you hope folks will walk away from this documentary with? Uh, You know, it's it's, it's through this tour, we cover the sweep of your life (laughs) um, and your career. What do do you want us to walk away with from?
1: Um, What I want you to walk away from, or what did I learn from
0: the experience? Oh, maybe Um, it's both. Thank you. Actually, can I do both? Can we ask ask you both? First, first, what did you learn from it?
1: it? It's kind of the meta of the dream within the dream, right? So... Like I started out to to document a dream come true. And then by doing it, um, once we documented it and we caught, caught everything on film, then we, in order to make the movie, we went back and we found archival footage and the really relish and enjoy the um, idea that I was this little fearless girl that believed that she had something to offer the world. even more so than probably I am at the at age 51 because there's more to lose when you're older and more successful. Mm. And so, um, just to really, it was really moving for me to see, like, you know, there were a lot of people that said, don't go into that business. It's so hard and blah, 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 and ma- minor in business. And, <laughs> um, and I, I believed in myself and I, you know, when I was holding that limbo stick at a bar mitzvah, I was like, I'm gonna get out of here soon, and I'm gonna move on to other things, you know, so no disrespect to those people that are holding limbo sticks at uh, a <laughs> wedding or miss but um so that's the part of it that was just so um moving for me and, and really rewarding and what I hope people will take from them film is that um that your dreams can come true that if you if you pursue this idea of doing what you love and pursue your passions, that that will lead you to beautiful things and that we all are juggling many things in our lives. We're all trying to prioritize. We're trying to be the best um, parents, spouses, uh, friends that we could be while also um, wanting to have a fulfilling job and and do what we love to do and that is complicated sometimes and mm. you know there's a lot of feelings and sometimes guilt and worry and anxiety that goes along with that um, so I wanted people to see themselves their experience in mind and it doesn't have to be because I'm a singer and put in front of thousands of people it's literally just the idea that we're all working hard trying to have a fulfilling life and we get torn in a million directions and have to kind of keep finding our way back to our north you know <laughs>
0: Dina Menzel, Which Way to the Stage is streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much for this time and for your work um, and for what you've done for all of us.
1: Thank you so much. So honored to be on the show. Thank you.
0: Notes from America is a production of WNYC Studios. Milton Ruiz was our live engineer tonight. Music and mixing by the mighty Jared Paul. We are produced, edited, and reported by Karen Froman, Vanessa Handy, Regina Dahir, Rahima Nasa, Kusha Navadar, and Lindsay Foster-Thomas. And I'm Kai Wright. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Happy holidays.